late night anger management class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Brenzi, the pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, the handicappers, the DJs, the loser trolls, uh, the insomniacs. Uh, we're breaking it down. Andrew McInnes is going to step up and in from sports uh, memo. Uh, we're going to talk NHL hockey. We'll talk NFL uh, playoffs. Maybe we'll get into the NBA a little bit. I'll rage more about uh, James Harden's uh, fat ass. Like I said, so Fat Albert's unhappy. Says, uh, we're just not good enough chemistry-wise, talent-wise, everything is clear. I love this city. I've literally done everything that I can. It's crazy. It's something I don't think that can be fixed. You know, says the guy that skipped training camp, says the guy that showed up like, you know, like seriously, like 80 pounds overweight, says the guy that even after that decided to go party, um, you know, massless, can throw it down in Vegas at Dre's, um, and you... You think the team chemistry is bad. Like, evidently, you know, I've always known that James Harden doesn't have a mirror because if he did, he wouldn't have that stupid beard. So I would say, yo, bro, take a look in the mirror. Take a look in the mirror. Although I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. James Harden can drink with the best of them. <laughs> That's the one thing. We've told the story before, but uh, we were in the same club once uh, with James Harden, NBA All-Star Weekend, and he was slamming the bottles. He was crushing the bottles. And I'll tell you what, this guy really did show up the next morning at the NBA All-Star practice. He's taking pictures with kids and he's hitting shots in the, in the practice at like 10, 11 in the morning. So I will give James Harden credit. He can drink all night, show up and drop, you know, 35 points on the board. But you never win anything. And you talk about team chemistry. Like, seriously, Harden, you think about it. Like, think about, like, all right, you brought Chris Paul in. Chris Paul, listen, Chris Paul isn't the most popular guy in the NBA, but Chris Paul is, like, one of the biggest competitors in NBA history, all right? Chris Paul is, like, a serious man and a serious competitor. You bring in Chris Paul, you had the Golden State Warriors on the ropes, and what happens? Chris Paul wants to fight you after the series because he thinks, like, you suck and that you don't try hard enough, Right? So you bring in Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook hated James Harden. Same thing. James Harden's late for the team bus all the time. Like, they wait on the tarmac for him. Like, he totally runs things, and he's crying about chemistry. Why do you think no one's trading for you, bro? Late-night anger management class continues. Bring it. We should come with a warning label. Caution. 24-hour sports talk. May cause mild addiction. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Form. It's not your wife, it's not your kids, it's not your neighbor, and it sure isn't your boss. Only we understand you. We are your friends. You're listening to The Winning Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm going to turn it on. It's too hard. Stop. Hey, wait a second. What are you doing? You're not betting. You know he's not supposed to bet. Come on, Jerry. It's a lock. Kramer, you've had this thing under control for almost three years now. Don't start again. But it's a lock. No. Jerry. <laughs> the late night anger man. 
as the class continues, level two, this is sports rage. I am Gable Maretzi, the principal player of the hospital, some people are busting, and everybody else in between. We're breaking it down, a lot of stuff to get to. It's talking about the dysfunctionalness of the NBA uh, right now. you got James Harden crying. So uh, James Harden says after the game they got chemistry problems and it can't be fixed. Like, like seriously, like you're the chemistry problem, you know, you're the chemistry problem. That's like Ron Jeremy saying that like people have too much promiscuous sex. Like James Harden, like seriously, like you're talking about chemistry. I know you didn't take chemistry at ASU, bro. I know. All right. I, I know. And um, as far as Kyrie Irving is concerned, I don't know what the hell's going on with Kyrie Irving. Uh, so Kyrie Irving's just not there. He's getting paid. People asking if he's getting paid. Yeah, he's getting paid. He's on personal leave. Listen, he wasn't at a strip club. He wasn't like out at a club party. Um, he was at his sister's birthday party, but still. And I got to wonder, who's the jackass at your sister's birthday party that leaked you dancing? Like, honestly. Like, what kind of, like, oh, you know what I mean? But, what you know, is this, can, is this a surprise that, Ky, that Kyrie Irving's a flake? You know, I almost, like I said, I almost feel like we're talking about somebody that's got psychological problems or something like that. Let's bring in Andrew McGinnis uh, right now. Sports memo in the house. What's going on, uh, McGinnis? How you doing tonight? What's up, Gabe? Doing good, thanks. How are you? Not bad, not bad. You know what? All this talk about, the, uh, about Kyrie Irving, I should say, we were actually were on the Brooklyn Nets uh, tonight. And it wasn't looking good, but, you know, Kevin Durant's been struggling from three. Kevin Durant has a lot of pressure on him, and especially now with Kyrie Irving flaking out already. But KD stepped up tonight with 34 big points. How did you do in the NBA tonight? Well, I hate that you said that because my only play was the exact opposite of what you just won on. So, uh... <laughs> Tough way to start things off for me there, but uh, you know, I'm expecting <laughs> and excited to talk about the NHL with you, Gabe. But since you know, listening to you over the past couple of minutes, just to get my two cents in, that's kind of my one thing I want to say as well. Was the same thing you just said. Who's releasing these videos of Kyrie Irving? First of all, I mean, who is at your sister's birthday party that's somehow getting these these videos of you? That's what I'm wondering. And number two, with James Harden. Exactly. I agree with what you're saying about the whole chemistry thing. When in any other sport do you ever hear it be that clear that a player goes to the media and says those things or somehow it gets leaked with a one-on-one -on -one, uh, talk with a reporter or a news guy or a writer? H how do you go back into that locker room? I don't care if you're scoring 50 a night. How do yeah. you go back and look those guys in the eye after saying that stuff? How do you do it? Well, it's a good point. It's a very good point. But he doesn't care. It's just it's funny that he's talking about team chemistry. Oh, yeah, he's made that it clear. The ultimate, yeah, the ultimate selfish move that he made after tonight's game uh, with his comments. And, and also, it's just, so you want to be traded. Don't you think maybe, James, that you would have it would have been easier to trade you if you didn't show up looking like you did? Maybe it would have been easier to trade you if you would have showed up for camp and, like, you haven't, like... Like, you've sabotaged the Rocket season, and now you're complaining about the Rocket season after you've sabotaged uh, their season, right? You know, it's, it's just a, the, the hypocrisy is amazing to me, McKinnis. It definitely is, and I think what it comes down to, Gabe, is just the superstar mentality. 
if I can show up and score 30 points, who cares when I show up to camp? Who cares what I say to the media? media? And, and that's really the biggest problem with it because just because you're a superstar and just because you are a leading team in, in points in a lot of different categories, it doesn't mean you're above that stuff. And like you said, if you want to be you know, a trade um, acquisition from somebody else, why would anybody want to pick him up? What is he proving to anybody that would be valuable for that team? It's just ridiculous to me. I mean, it, it's, there's so many articles and uh, headlines right now about the state of the NBA, certain teams playing with eight players or the, the league minimum. And then you've got players like Harden that are just completely throwing their teams underneath the bus. Uh, then you've got a team like the Raptors, our team, that uh, just can't seem to get one bounce to go their way. So they're all showing up to their games. They're not complaining, but uh, they're not getting their bounces. Yeah, you know what? The, the Raptors, though, played well. The Ra- there's a difference, right? The Raptors are competing. They're going to turn a corner a little bit. They're in a really tough spot because they don't really have a home to go back to where it's like, all right, we're going home and we're going to win a bunch of games at home. They're playing on a neutral court, and at times there's more fans if the other team is popular, um, you know, cheering like the Boston Celtic game. There were a bunch of Celtic fans uh, there with the Raptors uh, playing in Tampa. It's a unique situation that they're in, but, you know, so let's let's switch gears to, to a league here in which they're going to come out flying here. I mean, you look at the, the National Hockey League and the NBA – Two different, uh, two different leagues in, in, in how they approach things. And we've got a shortened season here in the National Hockey League, guys, which really just heightens every game, right? Every game is going to count. Um, it's going to be extremely difficult to make the playoffs this year. Four teams each in each division uh, getting out. And these divisions are freaking stacked and loaded um loaded and you know you're going to be playing your rivals over and over and over and it begins tomorrow night we're ready to rock less than 24 hours away from the start of the national hockey league season but before uh before we get into the games uh tomorrow let's just uh, take a look at some of the futures i'll rattle off the odds right now and you tell me if there's anything that you you think is worth betting here as far as the stanley cup futures are concerned colorado avalanche are plus 650 the Tampa Bay Lightning are plus 850. The Vegas Golden Knights are plus 850. The Toronto Maple Leafs are 12 to 1. The Boston Bruins are 14 to 1. Carolina Hurricanes, 17 to 1. Flyers, 17 That's a great to odd. 1. That's great right there. Which one? The Canes or the Flyers? The Carolina Hurricanes present great value. Ooh. Their speed, they're well coached. They have two great goaltenders. Great value. I'm not a huge futures guy. I know uh, several weeks ago, you and I were kind of going back and forth, Gabe, with uh, the future win totals talk we were talking about with the NBA. And uh, even more so, I guess, with the NHL now, it's the same kind of thing. I'm not always a futures guy, but you want to get value. Um, And that word can be overused because, obviously, I think the Colorado Avalanche will make it out of their division or at least make it to their finals in their division. So, of course, there is some value there with them. Uh, But I do think there is some value there in the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt you there or anything like that, but uh, like you said, I think the Carolina Hurricanes are a good spot. Um, you know, we, we've talked about no preseason. We've talked about what's going to make a great team this year. I think what's going to make a great team this year is being able to protect the lead, not gassing out, not getting too tired, having that third line out there that can protect your lead. And I think when I look at the Hurricanes, uh, they're a team that can do it. Also, the Vegas Golden Knights, you look at a team like that, um, I was shocked to even look at their division and you see how top-heavy their division is, Gabe. It's uh, you know Colorado, 
the Golden Knights, and then the Blues. And then below that, it's like the Coyotes, the Wild, Sharks, Ducks, Kings. I mean, those are all just wild cards. You don't really know. It's going to be between the Wild and the Coyotes that make that fourth playoff spot. But I couldn't really believe the value we're getting here to win the Cup on the Vegas Golden Knights because I think they're going to come out of their division. I think that uh, they're at least going to make the finals against Colorado Avalanche. The Blues are good. They're a strong team, but I just think the Vegas Golden Knights are so well-rounded and uh, they present great value here. It's such an interesting league. It's something that you and I will never be able to converse about again. Uh, All these divisions, you're playing a playoff within your division. Four teams make it, one versus four, two versus three. It's going to be crazy. I feel like it's Christmas Eve right now. They might keep it. We'll hit this on the other side. Listen, I'm not saying they're going to keep exactly the same format, but moving forward, owners have lost a lot of money over the last uh, year and a half in all sports. And even when things sort of get more normalized, they're not going to be in a hurry like to make everything normal. They're going to try to make as much money as possible and get it back. And I think these owners are going to get used to like lowering the travel costs. Bring it. Listening to the home of the winning edge. It's easy to get. Just keep it here. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Don't think of us as a place to just hear sports talk. Think of us more as an all-you-can-listen buffet of live odds, lines, matchups, injury reports, and news you can use. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network. You want some of this, don't you? Yeah! Well, you need to know the winners, and I know the winners. So call me now. Whoa! $5 for the first minute, $2 for each additional minute. You have reached the... Coaches, hot line, line. Yeah, lay it on me, coach. In the game of my MBA mm-hmm. versus Sin Cincinnati, Sin Cincinnati, Nat Cincinnati. Come on, come on! Don't you realize this is costing me money? The late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Dave Oberett, so we're getting ready to drop the puck. Everybody's excited. Uh, we got Barry Melrose former head coach of the Los Angeles Kings, current ESPN hockey analyst, joining us a little bit later on, as well, Andrew McKinnis kicking it with us, sportsmemo.com. I am Gabriel Morenci, Sirius XM Channel 204. Shout out to all of our AM radio affiliates, and of course, everybody tuning in on our video platforms as well. So let me just say, McKinnis, I'll blast through the teams here, and I'll sort of give a quick thought. Colorado Avalanche, extremely dangerous. I think they, they are the legitimate, um, I don't know if they're legitimate favorites because they're they're a young team. They have to prove it. But I understand and I actually like them. I think they're dangerous as hell. Tampa Bay Lightning, I think they regress. And it, it took so much energy to finally win a Stanley Cup again. And, you know, Kucherov's already hurt. They'll have more injuries. They won't be as hungry. It's a different situation. 
I'm not buying into the Lightning at plus 850. Vegas Golden Knights, you got to tip this, uh, you got to tip your cap to this organization. They've been in the mix every year. They just fall short, uh, but they're definitely a dangerous team. Toronto Maple Leafs are the fourth choice. Come on. They haven't won a playoff series since 2004, and they're going to run the table and show all this grit. They're not a gritty team. And I tell you what, if you don't have grit, uh, McKinnis, you're going to get murdered in that We the North division. Absolutely murdered. I'm really, I'm, this is the division I like. You know, I like all this because it reminds me of the original six days. Like, you know, guys, in the original six days, they used to play, you know, each other all the time and they'd really hate each other. And the, the NHL is not like the NBA. They don't need to be told don't hug each other before the game. All right. These guys want to punch each other in the face before the game. And I'll tell you what, after these guys play each other a couple of times as much as they do, there's going to be like, dude, the Flyers and the Penguins already hate each other, McKinnis. And now they're going to play each other eight times this year. Think of the Rangers and the Islanders in that war. The Leafs and the Canadians. And then like the random rivalries that'll start, like the Winnipeg Jets and like the Canadians. They're random. The Ottawa Senators and the Vancouver Canucks start getting into brawls all the time because they're playing each other nine times and they hate each other. It's going to be awesome. I can't wait for the rivalries. Like you said, and it's interesting you mentioned that about the North Division, the Canadian Division, because we're the only division that's, uh, you know, with Western Conference teams and Eastern Conference teams. Like you said, out of nowhere, we could see a Canucks and Canadians rivalry. We don't know what to expect with that division. Uh, and like you said about how many times each team are playing each other, the Habs and the Leafs, 10 times on the season. Unbelievable. That rivalry is already huge. It's only going to get bigger. And then tomorrow, of course, we have the New York Islanders and the New York Rangers. Both teams are fantastic. We also have the Penguins and the Flyers tomorrow. Um, sorry, the Islanders-Rangers game is the following day. But just so many rivalries are already existing and so many will be built. I want to say, though, about that Tampa Bay Lightning team, I do agree with you that it's a good opportunity to usually fade uh, a team like that that just searched for so many years and just couldn't quite get there and finally get it. But when I look at their division, it's somewhat competitive, but I still see them being the clear-cut top. And that's, that's just the thing, and that's kind of the way I'm handicapping this, is that it's not as much an Eastern conference, you know, one yeah. versus eight kind of thing anymore, or that, that new format, right? It's, it's all you got to do is, is get to the top, get to the final of your, your division. And, you know, that's Dallas Stars division. being in their division. That's kind of interesting though. Yeah. They're plus four yeah, ninety. the right. Dallas Stars to win that central, but, but Tampa Bay is that, that's the easiest division. Look at the, the North division, way more competitive, but that Eastern division is ridiculous. The Bruins, the Flyers, the Penguins, the Rangers, Islanders, Capitals, the Buffalo Sabres got so much talent with Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel. Now it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be awesome. And uh, like you mentioned, though, Gabe, a big part of my handicapping this year is going to be the situational plays with the back-to-backs, the scheduling. Everyone's going to have a different thought about it. But uh, if I make it the ball rolling, the first game, Vancouver, Edmonton, they play tomorrow, and then they also play Thursday. And it's already been announced that JT Miller the leading scorer last year for the Vancouver Canucks, 27 goals, 72 points, 69 games, will not travel with the team on their Alberta road trip. Neither will Jamie Benn. That's huge. That's back-to-back games. That's four games without their best player. And, you know, they got some new, new players, new goaltender. I worry about them. After a team that played kind of overachieved in the playoffs against an Edmonton team to open up, that got upset against the Blackhawks, and you're showing me a minus 130 price still. 
I, I don't do this too often when I come on your show, but I recommend a lot of your viewers to hop on this Oilers team right now. Yeah, you know what? I like this Vancouver. I like this Vancouver team a lot. And um, and what they did in the playoffs last year, I you know, I don't understand the Holpe situation. I don't I don't get why they think Holpe's the guy. Like honestly, and it, you know you're right as far as Edmonton. One thing with Edmonton though, the Edmonton the Edmonton Oilers. I think a good comparison. They're the Dallas Cowboys. Like every year the Oilers are hyped. Every year it's like oh this is their year. And, you know, oh, look at all the talent that they have. At least this year, they're not one of the top favorites, which was insane. They actually have been in past years. Um, so interesting, though. I can't argue with you. It seems like I really like what Travis Green does with the Vancouver Canucks. I like the grit that they play with. I like the energy. I like the puck movement. I like their team a lot. I'm not a fan of the goaltending situation right now. I'm not a fan of um, them being shorthanded. Uh, right now in this spot. And you're right, Edmonton will have a bad taste left after what happened to them in the playoffs last year. Definitely. And I'm not going to use that for every single team, but I think it's a good angle for them. And I like the comparison you made. I can't argue with it. You look at the Connor McDavid and, and uh, Leon Dreisaitl train, it doesn't really seem like there are many other passengers on that train. It was just those two guys. And uh, they're going to continue to search for that. They're going to continue to try and find that depth. they got Kyle Turris now on the team trying to get some secondary scoring from him. They're giving uh, Yessi Pugliarvi another chance. He's a player that was supposed to pan out for them, I believe, two years ago. And then he went over to Europe. Things weren't really working out. They have uh, Yamamoto now. There's a bunch of guys that have potential, Gabe, but there's just not a lot of hype surrounding them. So, to me, they're going to need a few guys to shock us uh, for them to be great this year. But let's be honest, the reports every summer are talking about how McDavid's just getting better and better. Dreisaitl won the MVP. It, it's going to be tough to beat them. And, you know, I'm not trying to overreact in, in hockey as a guy that always talks about depth with just one guy being out. But it just seems to me that this Vancouver team, as much as I think they'll settle in this year, Gabe, they lost to Foley. They lose Markstrom. You know, they, they, yeah. they have some trouble on defense. They're going to be a clear-cut over team to start this year off. All right, clear-cut over. Vancouver and Edmonton getting it going. So taking a look at the futures, we mentioned Colorado's plus 650, dangerous team. Tampa Bay Lightning plus 850. Could could struggle a little early, but, you know, they're, still, they're going to be in a mix. And it's a great point that McKinnis raises. The Central Division is clearly the easiest one. I mean, it's it's not it's almost a joke to be not you know I don't want to use the term joke, but it's Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa. It's like the misfit division, right? Like the East is like traditional East Coast crazy stuff. The North one is all Canadian teams, which is going to be an all-out war. And you know, let's talk. Look at the West, bro. You talk about the East being a bloodbath and the North being a bloodbath. The West is no party, dude. <laughs> like, there's like, there's not a lot of free passes, there, you know, on on this when you're playing in the Western Division right now. You got Vegas, the St. Louis Blues, San Jose Sharks, Minnesota Wild, who I think might be better than people realize. I don't know about the Los Angeles Kings and where they're at right now. They, you know, they, you know, you McKinnis, you, you can tell me about them, but. We've seen the Kings have taken a step back over the last couple of years. They're in a rebuild process. Colorado's the Stanley Cup favorite. Arizona's a dangerous team. 
And Anaheim's always dangerous as well. Like, if Anaheim stays healthy, they're not fun to play. I tell you, the West, that's going to be, you got some physical teams out there in the West. I can't argue with you on that. I can't. And, and you know, that, that's what I was saying is that um, when you look at it and you look at the top three teams, the Avalanche, the Knights, and the Blues from a, from a betting odds standpoint, you can't really argue that right away. You, you say, yep, definitely, those are the three teams. But you look at uh, the North Division, you look at the top three teams, you could argue it a little bit. But then you look at the teams that might make that fourth spot, the teams that could play spoiler. And to your point, Gabe, a lot of these teams could play spoiler. You know, the Arizona Coyotes, uh, they're sitting in fourth rank right now. They have great goaltending, two goaltenders that are great. They've got a great mix of veterans and younger players, which I love, uh, and a lot of underrated players, three lines that can score. The Minnesota Wild, they're kind of that team that just has no flashy guys, really, but they'll just burn you in a 2-1 game. And then the Ducks, this is a, this is a team, I'd say along with the L.A. Kings, that will create a scrappy environment. It'll be penalty filled. It'll be, you know, coming for your head, like you said, in the first week of action. Um, and they'll definitely have some upsets as well. So I think you called it the misfit division. And I think it's a really good name for it because that's going to be the division where I'm not going to want to lay minus 180 with the Golden Knights any given night against the Anaheim Ducks. I'm just not going to want to do that because sometimes there will be upsets. I'll tell you, though, Gabe, the San Jose Sharks is a team that I'm still worried about. I'm still looking to fade. Their defensive core is old. They're slow. And uh, I, I don't think this team's going to be great at all this year. Andrew McKinnis kicking with us. Sportsmemo.com in the house. We'll get into the National Football League and more NHL coming up next. Bring it. Remember, you can listen to Sports Grid on the radio, TV, satellite, or the internet. To make it any easier, we'd have to move in with you. And nobody wants that. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. There are 24 hours in every day. 1,440 minutes. 86,400 seconds. And we still have trouble squeezing all this glorious sports talk in. Have you thought about maybe sleeping less? This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. I'm a rageaholic. <laughs> I just can't live without rageaholic. <laughs> Play that anger magic, last game, you dive around, keep it your rage. Kick it in, Series XM, Channel 204 and more. Andrew McKinnon is kicking it with us, sportsmemo.com. Uh, I tweeted out a video earlier today, uh, at SportsRage. You can follow me on Twitter, at SportsRage. Um, I tweeted out a video, it was the Montreal Canadiens, and, you know, the Canadiens, one thing about the Montreal Canadiens, they're, they're very similar to the Yankees, you know, the most championships, you know, the Yankees surpassed them. But when it comes to ceremonies, when it comes to pregame ceremonies, honors, tributes, funerals, um, you know, nobody does it better than the Montreal Canadiens. And their video today had me wanting to get on a plane and move to Montreal um, as 
It was uh, set to Ozzy Osbourne, and I credit the Canadians for actually playing the copyright. It wouldn't be cheap for them. They could have cheaped out and said, no, 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 we're not paying. But they actually, you know, you can't rip off Ozzy, I'm coming home. Mama, I'm coming home. So uh, it's basically, it's the Canadians. And, of course, they get all dramatic with nurses and masks. And, you know, the, the song is a dramatic song. And then, boom, the guitar kicks in. They show Kerry Price and company walking, you know, in, you know, through the garage. And then they show, like, the nurses crying and stuff. And very, very dramatic uh, video. People were in, uh, in tears after watching it. And that was the uh, desired effect. And I got a little choked up, but it made me think, you know what? I'm buying in. And in the video, they actually have clips of the players talking about, we got a taste last year. We got a taste last year in the playoffs. We understand what we can do now. And, you know, listen, the Canadians roster has been thin in the past. They haven't had the grit. They haven't had the toughness. They've been undersized. Uh, they've relied on Carey Price too much. But this is the best roster on paper that they've had in years. Uh, there's no denying that. And, you know, talking to a lot of hockey people, a lot of people are buying in at the Montreal Canadiens are actually for real, real. Not just like, yeah, they might do well, but no, they're going to do well type of thing. What's your take on the Canadiens? This is the most excited I've been to uh, watch a Montreal Canadiens game and season since as long as I can remember. I know I'm a pretty young guy, but, uh, you know, last year people can say that uh, we made it as far as we did, or they did, I guess, Gabe, because of the goaltending from Carey Price but when you look at it they still had some scoring but it was not something you can rely on every single night and now you have a, a handful of guys and a handful of lines that can score if you look at the top 50 rankings for the NHL players we still don't have a player there but it does not matter because the grit the toughness mixed with the skill uh, a first line is a shutdown line Thomas Tatar with the no and Gallagher is a big shutdown line two-way line They'll score, but mostly they'll just be in your face. They'll play good defense, and they'll shut down the opposition's number one line. And then you got the second line, Drew Ann, Suzuki, and Anderson. And I'm not trying to you know, get into a story, story time or anything here, Gabe, but uh, with Drew Ann, he's he hasn't really found his own yet. And uh, Suzuki, I think he's already you know, made it really known what his future is going to be like for the Habs. But back when Drew Ann was here in Halifax playing for the Halifax Mooseheads, he was on a line with Nathan McKinnon. And they had a guy named Stefan Fournier, who was the third guy on that line. And the good thing about Fournier, Gabe, is that he was tough, but also a goal scorer. When you've got a guy like Josh Anderson now, he's out there. They're saying he's, one, he's probably the second or third fastest guy on the team. And he's fought guys like Ryan Reeves, Tom Wilson, you name it. You've got to say that makes these guys feel comfortable out there. We've got two of the most slick and smooth guys on the team in Suzuki and Drouin with a guy that's, you know, 215 pounds, six foot three in Anderson, and they're saying he's one of the fastest guys in the team. That makes a difference. You got to Foley down there on the third line. It's great. I think this team's good. You got Jake Allen, um, probably going to play about 40% of the game, uh, backing up Carey Price. So I don't want to get ahead of myself. I make it very clear I'm a Habs fan, but I'm not too biased from a betting perspective. I will say this. For tomorrow's games to get back into the betting game, Although it's nice to get a plus price, where I would look in this one is the Montreal Canadiens team total over two and a half. And if that's not there for you, over three. Um, and of course, by saying that, I do like the full game over as well. I think this game is a bloodbath. 
I think it's a lot of power plays, a lot of heavy hitting, a lot of breakaways. And uh, it's one pick I definitely do like as far as that game goes. Uh, first game, though, puck drop Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. I'm going under six in that one, Gabe. Pull the trigger with the under, huh? Um, under. So, you know what? The, historically, these teams have played uh, higher. You get six and a half at FanDuel. So, that's even better if you want to bet the under. Six and a half is the total. Uh, the Philadelphia Flyers are minus 120. Pittsburgh Penguins are plus 100. I'm going to stay away from the total of this game. Um, you know, these two teams have, like, played in shootouts in the past. I get it. Carter Hart's a stuff. But I think that, I think it's a fair price with the Philadelphia Flyers at minus 120. I'm going to lay – I'll have a small piece of the Flyers to get the season started at 530 Eastern. I can't talk you off that at all. I think they're a better team. They're going to probably have one of the best shots uh, in the East to come out. I, I could see them being a dark horse to do really, really well. But uh, I think we can never really count out the Pittsburgh Penguins. The problem with them is that what made them so great when they had back-to-back Stanley Cup victories, it wasn't just Crosby, it wasn't just Malkin. Uh, it was those you know secondary guys stepping up. And right now, I just don't think they have that game. And that's the biggest problem with that Pittsburgh team. And that's one of the reasons why I like the under – along with Philadelphia being a team that has younger guys and older guys, but also a great goalie in Carter Hart, I feel like they're more than comfortable winning a 3-1 type game and sitting back on it. They will not continue to push that pace. Uh, Chicago-Tampa Bay, another game I like the under in, under 6.5. Chicago knows how bad their goaltending is. They know how they couldn't score last year. They've preached, they've preached to the media how they're going to have to take care of the puck better and uh, you know take care of the possession. Tampa Bay, I feel like they're not going to come out with a bang. They just won the Stanley Cup. They're going to try and win a solid game, but I can't see them raising the score up too high. Uh, that, those are my picks. I love those unders. I like the over in the Vancouver game, and uh, I think Edmonton takes care of business. All right, Andrew McKinnis, SportsMemo.com with us. So let's take a look at the National Football League. Um, updated uh, point spreads right now, six and a half Packers against the Rams, total 45 and a half. Buffalo Bills, two. Total up to 50 and a half. And remember, this one was at 49 when it uh, first opened up. So it keeps on creeping up right now. Uh, you know, there's been a half point line move with the total Cleveland and Kansas City up to 56 and a half right now. And the Nolan Saints minus three against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Total is 51 and a half. Who do you like this week in the NFL, McKinnis? The ball, you know, the Baltimore Ravens, they, they got the job done. Uh, I had a losing pick on that when I was closing out on your show last week. I gave out the Titans. I like the Titans to get it done. Uh, it was interesting, though, because it wasn't in, it, it wasn't due to the fact that their defense was, was too horrible. They just couldn't execute offensively. Uh, but guess what? The Buffalo Bills will execute offensively. They will get it done. And uh, I, I think this number is too small. You know, you take away Lamar Jackson playing like a running back and not a quarterback. I understand that's the next uh, level and the next generation here of quarterbacks. But guess what? Josh Allen can sling the ball and he can run the ball. And that's really the difference. Uh, the the multi-set of wide receivers for Buffalo Bills, they do have Singletary that's been great for them. Nothing too crazy, but he's been great for them. Um, I like the Bills. I think it's a great spot. I think minus two and a half. They, they had momentum. They started off a little bit nervous in the first quarter against the Colts. It wasn't even really their best game, Gabe, and I'm sure as a Bills fan, you can agree with it. They turned it on late. They did what they had to do. Um, one thing I'd be worried about, I wanted to ask you about this this week. Are you ever worried as a Bills fan of uh, 
seeing the plays that Josh Allen makes, the positions he puts himself in. I mean, it's great to see him leave the pocket and run, but sometimes, you know, seeing him go head first against some of these guys, I mean, he's a young guy putting himself in some vulnerable spots. No, you know what? I don't have a concern. He's a big dude. He's as tough as they come. But he did it last week as well. You know, and it's sort of forgotten about because the Bills won the game and oh, everything was fine. But he did it again. Dude, he lost like 13, 15, 17 yards. I think it was like, I think he lost 13 yeah. yards. So he ran backwards. But it was a big time in the game, man. And it was second down. And, you know, next thing you know, it's third and 23. And he did the old, I'm going to run backwards and don't worry, I'll get rid of it. But you didn't get rid of it. And you remember last year in the playoffs, you know, he used to do that. He'd play well and then he'd have a Jay Cutler type play. I'm going to try to throw the ball sideways here while I'm getting sacked. Yeah. You know what, though? You know, as I stated, we're talking about fans. Yeah, the Buffalo Bills covered every game at home except for that Chiefs game. And, uh, yeah, we bring fans back and they don't cover. <laughs> so, people, oh, fans, hey, the fans. Yeah, yeah, thanks, fans. I said it. I told you guys last week. I said, I'm glad there's not 70,000 fans. That would be the kiss of death. be like the big curse. But the Bills, like you said, they were a little bit tight early. The whole playoff nerves. The Colts played well. You know, Reich screwed up. Otherwise, the Colts actually could have won that game, maybe. And then the Bills sort of got hot. And, it, you know, they sort of, they, they've done this before. Where, hey, look, we're scoring a couple of touchdowns in a row. We're winning. We're going to win. Everything's good. And the other team just sort of keeps chipping away. If they do that against the Baltimore Ravens, I'll tell you what. The Buffalo Bills are going to get eliminated on Saturday night. They better keep the pedal to the metal in this game and put some points up on the board. Because Baltimore's going to bring it. You know, maybe I'm just uh, maybe I'm just a hater of this Baltimore team, but I'm still not buying in. I'm not too worried if I'm a Buffalo Bills backer. I'm not too worried if I'm a Buffalo Bills fan. There there were a couple plays that separated <laughs> the Baltimore Ravens. And I, I know that football is a game of inches, Gabe, but I'm not buying into it, man. If you if your quarterback has to run that far to get touchdowns for you and make those plays, I think something's wrong. I guarantee you, there could be somebody else on here with me. Maybe you'll say it to me. I know you're on the Ravens, but if, if that's what it takes for you to win a playoff game, how many games, how far can you go in the playoffs if that's what it takes? Yeah. No, and listen, I do I do like Buffalo. Uh, I do like Buffalo in this game, but I'm not going to lie. Listen, you're not a Bills fan, so it's easy for the side. I wouldn't be worried. I'm concerned. You know, worried's a strong word. Um, you know, like I always say, listen, if your biggest problem in your life is uh, you lose a sports bet, then you got a good life. And same thing. I sort of worry about real-life things than opposed to a football uh, game that I don't even play in. Uh, but uh, from a fan perspective, I do respect Baltimore. I do respect Harbaugh. Yet I do think Buffalo are the better team. And I think I don't think it's going to be easy. I, you know, I think it's like 27-24, you know, maybe a little higher, higher than that, you know, like 30-27 you know, type thing. 28, you know, 28, 24, whatever. I think it's going to be a close game, but Buffalo does enough to survive again. And maybe they don't like they're, they're ahead and stuff too. So it's not that much of a sweat. But what about uh, what about the Saints and the Bucks? The uh, the Bucks got their ass handed to them twice by the Saints already this year. I've talked a lot about uh, strength of schedule and looking at uh, competition and, and coming off uh, certain games. 
the score reads 31-23, but we saw what Heineke did, and we saw how that was yeah. a lot more of a competitive game than the scoreboard reads. Would you agree with that, Gabe? Oh, they did, and we'll hit this on the other side. You're right. I had Washington, and, you know, that's another number, guys. That makes it 0-8 for Tom Brady in primetime games now. Eight straight primetime games, Brady has not covered. It was tight to the spread, but he didn't cover. And you, you know, you want to call 640 a primetime game? Well, it's the Sunday night game. Bring it. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network, doing our part to spread the winning edge nationwide. Get on the grid. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Your search is over. You found it. What you've been looking for. The definitive culmination of the state of the art of of sports sports talk. talk. This is the winning edge. You're listening to the Sports Grid Radio Network. Go on, you stupid horse! I got my last ten bucks on you! No! Don't look at me! Run! No! Don't come over here! Uh, oh, boy. Leaving a warning, level two. Coach Barry Melrose will join us at level three as our NHL preview continues a little bit later on. Just talking some NFL football before we get McKinnis out of here. Great job, Wager Talk TV, sportsmemo.com. Uh, so, um, man, New Orleans got it done twice against Tampa. We saw that they got all that they can handle from Washington uh, last weekend. You know, you saw that, that Heineke was able to move the football, and conversely, on the other side, it was Washington's defense that couldn't, like, stop Brady, right? The quick passing game was just killing them, and they couldn't get to him. And there was so much talk about how their defense this and their defensive line that, but they ended up getting shredded. Well, yeah, Washington have a very good defense, but so do the New Orleans Saints. And we've seen the Saints shut down this offense. We saw them smack get smashed on that Sunday nighter, 38-3. We saw it in week one as well although it's tough to judge that game but i'm going back to the i'm going back uh, here to the bayou with the saints i uh, hear mckinnis i'm just gonna sit out up here with the with the sides and go with the over gabe you know we we saw the 38 to 3 victory the saints got over tampa bay we've seen the the high scoring games that both these teams can be involved in i know that the saints it looks like they got their defensive act together but I think that's really hidden with who they've played. And I'm not going to dive into it and list every team. But, uh, you know, a team like the Broncos, for example, you can throw them out there with uh, the Saints saying, oh, yeah, we had a great defensive performance. But when it's against a team like that, I'm not really buying into it too much. And, and this Tampa Bay team, you know, 31-23, 44-27, 31-27. We're talking about some high-scoring games. And Brady, you know, Brady's doing what he has to do for this team, but their defense is not really there for them every given night. I'll be over in this one, Gabe. 51 and a half. Great job, McKenna. Thanks for taking the time to be with us. Late night anger management class continues. Bring it.
There's a pandemic going on out there. It's catchy. It's called The Winning Edge. And the only place you can get it is right here. Get on the grid and stay there. We are the Sports Grid Radio Network.